listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. The enemy is always trying to shoot thoughts at us. And in this special needs life, I just feel like he has so many opportunities to inject thoughts that do not line up with what God's word says and to recognize that those thoughts really do have an agenda. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining us this week as we continue our conversation here at the podcast on how we can have a godly perspective as we look at our lives as special needs parents and how we can learn to see the flip side. Now, my guest today is my good friend and one of the favorites on the podcast, Sandy Ramsey Travick. And we are going to be talking about how the things that we think about, the things we fix our thoughts on, how they impact our ability to see the flip side. Now, Sandy lives in New Jersey and has an adult son with special needs. And she also leads one of our Rising Above community groups, And honestly, she's one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. She is such a wealth of wisdom and knowledge, and I know that you will love hearing from her. Now, you can download the free copy of the Flipside Study on the Rising Above website or app that goes along with our conversations this month on the podcast. Just follow the link in the show notes. And when you're there, be sure to check out all of our other resources that we have available to encourage you on your journey as a special needs family. And here's my conversation with my friend, Sandy Ramsey Travick. Hi, my friend, Sandy, how are you? Oh, good. So good to be here with you. Nice to see you, my friend. Hey, I am so (laughs) glad to see you. You are, I say this every time you come on here, you are one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. And you and I could sit and have conversations for hours. Yes, we are family, officially. Yes, we are officially family and and good friends. Mm-hmm. And just uh, I just love you. I love your heart and just the way that you just love and serve people and just you're always just an encouragement. And so that's why I wanted to have you back on the show because you are you are a veteran here to the to the podcast. <laughs> I don't even know. How many times have you been on at this point? I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know, but it's always an honor. Whenever I get the call, I'm always honored to receive it. So thank you. Thank you so much. I am just glad you're here because I thought, you know, we're looking at flip side Mm -hmm. and learning to see the flip side, learning to see things with a godly perspective. You are one of the people that I look to and go, Sandy does this and you do it in our community group. You know, you're you're in the you lead a group for us, which is amazing, but you also then attend the group that I lead on Wednesdays and you're always encouraging the moms. You're always pointing people back to truth. And so I thought, well, let's bring Sandy on as we're looking at learning to see the flip side, learning to have a godly perspective as we look at our life, raising our amazing kids with special needs. So we're going to talk about that today, but we're going to talk about how our thoughts, how our thoughts impact our ability to see the flip side. Now, you are a special needs mama. I'm a special needs mama. We both have boys who are adults now. Um, Miles is how old now? He's 24. He's going to be 25 next week. Wow. wow. I, I didn't realize they were that close. They are, they're just about yes. a year and a half, a little over a year difference. And, um, 
uh, you know, it's a joy raising our our boys. We never dreamed. I mean, I never dreamed I'd have my son come with me at 26 years old. But seeing the flip side of that, oh my goodness, what a joy it is to have him with me. And I know you feel the same way about Miles, even mm-hmm. even with all the challenges mm-hmm. and things we face. Um, it is a blessing. And yeah. something that I don't know that I would have considered that years and years ago. Yeah. It was not something that was on the radar, mm-hmm. at least for me. I'm sure for you either. No, but it was clearly would, on God's radar. No, so. absolutely. <laughs> and He just prepares us along the way to be ready for what you know for yes. what is coming our way. Yes. Well, you know, when you look at your life, Sandy, do you have a, a story? You know, when you look at your life, that you can go that there was a flip side moment for you. Like something that maybe people would look at and go, oh my goodness, this is not good. But you were able to see, no, this really, this really is God's good to see it through God's perspective and and see the flip side of that situation. Yeah. Well, I've told you this story before. Um, Miles' special needs are a result of uh, medical issues that he had as a toddler. And so after spending some time in the hospital, we recognized that when he got home, he would need a caregiver. And so Terry and I, my husband, started thinking about who would be a caregiver, praying about a caregiver for Miles. And the Lord said, I do have a caregiver for him. (laughs) And so we're like, yay. (laughs) Um, And then he told me, and at the time I was working full time, uh, he told me, you are the one that I've chosen Mm. to be his caregiver. And so um, it required me to leave my job. Yeah, which and was I, very fulfilling for you, wasn't it? I mean, yes, you, you I mean, had it a was career. my career. Right. Yes. Had, yeah. Um, to leave my job and then ultimately my career to become his caregiver. And mm-hmm. I have been that for the past 23 years. Mm-hmm. Um, is it something I would have chosen? Obviously not. Obviously not, because I didn't consider myself when um, when the Lord said that he had a caregiver for Miles. But now looking back, I recognize that all of the progress and stuff that Miles has made, I cannot imagine that he would be where he is today mm-hmm. if someone else had taken on that role. Yeah. And um, the person that I am today, I would not be had it been somebody else. I know mm. that God changed me in ways wow. that I never would have imagined. Yeah. And so it has been a blessing. Hard. Mm-hmm. But a blessing, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. And you know, when you came to that place of like being able to see the flip side of that, how did that make you feel? You know, and I'm sure that there, when at the beginning it was kind of probably fighting some fighting. I mean, I would say you know, so having to surrender that your career, your dreams, what you thought your life was going to look like, you know. But when you were able to stop and see what a blessing it was actually for not only Miles but for you, what did that do? For you internally? Uh, One, it shows me the wisdom of God. (laughs) That there are things that he knows about us, things that he's put on the inside of us that we're not even aware of until he um, puts us in situations to bring it out. Mm -hmm. Um, It confirmed for me again that God had this plan for my life and for Miles. You know, I think that before we have children with special needs, a lot of us have a plan that we have for our lives and everything is focused in that direction. And then this happens. We get the diagnosis, the illness, whatever it is. And we think that our lives and our plans have been disrupted. 
but God had these plans all along mm. and has outfitted us in every way to be able to walk out that plan. And so my, my, um, my understanding of God and how he works has increased tremendously. Um, and like I said, I've, I've learned things about myself in this process. Good things. Yeah. And some not so good, but mostly good things <laughs> that I wouldn't know otherwise, yeah. you know? Mm. So um, yeah. I praise God, honestly, that he um, saw me fit for mm. such an important responsibility, wow. you know? And what so, a beautiful, yeah. It's just so beautiful to see it that way. And sometimes I'll look at John Alex and, you know, I just go, like you said, it's like, that I was chosen mm-hmm. to be his mom. I used, when he was little, I used to would look at him and I'd go, you know, John Alex, I am so glad out of all the little boys in the world, God picked you to be my boy. And out of all the mommies in the world, he picked me to be your mom. You know, and I would say that to him, mm-hmm. you know, all those years ago. And I still, now it's just like, it's an honor now, are there days that are incredibly hard? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are there days I go to bed, like I crawl into bed and I just want to pull the covers over my head and just crash because I'm so exhausted? Yes. But there's something about our thought life and how the things we think about and dwell, dwell on that majorly shift that perspective. And that's what we're going to unpack okay. in, this, in this conversation. And so, you know, when you look back at that story, you know, the story of you and, you know, you, you're... God is telling you, um, you're going to be his caregiver. You're going to be leaving your job, your career, the things that you went to school for all these years to learn uh-huh. to do. Uh-huh. And you're going to be his caregiver. And you're going to be, you're going to play that role. Um, how did your thoughts play into that? You know, how did, you know, did you, was it first, did you struggle and then finally come to a place of like, okay, I'm going to think about what what's true and what's right. Or how did all that play out with you? How did your thought life play in to that? To that, especially early on, would you say it was more negative, positive? What would you say? Um, honestly, I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. because it was so brand new. And so the only thing that I could do, the only thing that I knew to do, was to believe God and to press into Him and. Um, because Miles had been in the hospital so long before, and there had been so many opportunities for us to see God move really mm-hmm. in miraculous ways in his life, to save his life so that he could come home, I was, I was already experiencing, um, I don't know, God's good and his plan for Miles' life in these hard circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, because of those experiences, I had the expectation that he would continue to do the same. Um, honestly, the the difficult part for me came a little bit later when I was able to finally kind of pick my head up and look around me and recognize I'm the only person around me that's Mm. doing this. Mm -hmm. Everybody around me has kind of moved on with their regular lives. The women I used to work with or used to work for me, they're kind of moving on with their careers and stuff. Mm. And it was then that I had to kind of check my thought life because Mm. the reality of it and, and the cost of it to me 
um, became real. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Becky, that has been part of my journey with the Lord throughout this entire um, special needs life, learning to see things from his perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a choice totally. to say, God, I mm-hmm. see it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, help me to see it from your perspective. Help me to remember why this is a gift. Help me to see that this was your plan all along, mm-hmm. kind of all of those things, you know. Yeah, and that's so, I mean, I can only imagine, seriously, like seeing people moving on in their career, people who'd worked for you, you know, moving on. And, uh, you know, we all know, those of us who are special needs parents know the isolation that we feel uh, on a on a daily basis sometimes, especially when you're in the throes of caregiving. And so I can only imagine how isolating that must have felt mm-hmm. um, for you in those early days um, of, of processing through all that, you know. So when you look at your life back then, and then when you look at your life now, so would you say that, are you, would you say that you're kind of an optimistic person, pessimistic person? You know, has it changed over the years? What would you say? Um, you know, what God told me years ago was that I was too idealistic <laughs> um, because I ex. I had this notion that if God was involved with something, I wanted him to make it easy and kind of painless. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, he has helped me to understand kind of the process of following him, the process of coming into his goodness and his promises, the process of growth with him. And so now I am an optimist that's, that's, that knows the ways of God. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. You know, so so when I'm so I'm when I'm looking forward to something that I believe that God has for me or wants for me to do or has for miles, um, and the way forward looks difficult mm-hmm. because I have some experience with God and I know that sometimes the process can be messy and uncomfortable. I, I believe that God will get me from point A, get us mm-hmm. from point A to point Z, uh, because He said so, and so I can be optimistic. I can be hopeful about yeah. it now because I have experience with mm-hmm. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of um, I'll just say our age. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. because we've we've seen a lot of different things. We have had a lots lots of different experiences along the way of of showing how um, seeing how God has shown up all along the way. You know, I know when I talk to younger moms, moms who've just gotten a diagnosis, moms who are just starting to be on this path, you, they don't have that track record uh-huh. um, like like we have just all the things that we have been through. And so um, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, it's easier now. Um, that doesn't mean that when the, when our kids are in the hospital, back in the hospital, or there's something else that's come up or we're going through a long health battle with our kids that that those thoughts don't I mean sometimes that can be my default and sometimes that my default can be worst case scenario mm-hmm. and you know going to that side but I've I was like you it's like over the years it's kind of like it's kind of like the time I stay there is much shorter right you know, that I'm, I may have those thoughts but then I go no wait a minute and and I have you know I can stop and go no all right what's the truth and I think that's what you know the enemy wants to lie to us and he wants us to think all these things that are not true wants to put so much fear 
into our hearts. But when we can stop and go, no, wait a minute, what is the truth here? Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to flip it. Is that mm-hmm. is that kind of the same with you? Yes, absolutely. You know, it's so funny. You said at the beginning of the uh, podcast that Sandy comes on and she seems to have all of this wisdom. You and I both know that that that's 20 plus years of experience. Right. right. You know, and so wisdom that's hard won. <laughs> yes. Um, and that still, like you said, there are days and times when the thoughts will come that I know are not true, but we're mm-hmm. human. Um, we just know how to how to kind of get back on the horse more quickly. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I have a, a good friend of mine who um, I was telling a little bit of my story to, and I told her a part of the story when I was young in this journey. And she said, Sandy, oh my gosh, that sounds nothing like you. You sounded wow. like you were so reactive and you're not that person. Da, 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 da. I was like, mm-hmm. the person I am today, I did like I learned this. Right. Right. The, my mm-hmm. mind has been renewed a lot mm-hmm. of it by experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no, I'm not the same person today that I was back then. Just like everybody else had to go through the paces mm-hmm. to get to the point. Um where my mind has been renewed mm-hmm. in a lot of areas. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I can I could say this the same thing. And you know, I know you and I both have worked with other special needs parents for years. You know, over the mm-hmm. years we've seen, you know, you you have through your coaching mm-hmm. um, services that you provide. I have here at Rising Above, you know, families come in and out our door all the time and we see some families who are really resilient and really thriving. We see other families who are really struggling. And, mm-hmm. you know, what would you say, what are, what's um, some of the common things that you have seen over the years um, in relation to how families think about this journey and whether that, whether they're, how that impacts then the, you know, what you see them live out daily um, in their families? You know, I think... <clears throat> The biggest thing that sometimes holds families back is the need to understand Mm. why something is happening before they can believe God to move forward, Mm. Um, rather than um, realizing that why certain things happened, why they had a child with special needs, a child who got sick, they may never understand that. Mm-hmm. And that um, that the word of God that we kind of hold on to that anchors us um, is not dependent upon our under upon our understanding of the circumstances. That the word of God is true regardless of the understanding. And so I think that that's the biggest thing for those who are able to let go of the need to understand why mm-hmm. they're the ones who can move forward more easily. Because the truth is, we may never understand why. And honestly, my personal opinion is, at least for me, if God were to say to me, Sandy, this is why Miles got sick. And I would, I don't think I would say, oh, well, of course he would have. Right. You know, I, just, right. I don't right. see that scenario. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I have the capacity for mm-hmm. that kind of understanding mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest thing to to recognize that you don't have to understand why something happened to change your perspective about mm-hmm. it, to see it from God's vantage point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think just how we look at 
um, you know, my, my late husband, Jeff, would say, you know, he, he said he, that God told him, he said, right after John Alex was born, we started realizing that, you know, that our life was not going to look like what we thought. It was like, I've given you a blessing and what you do with it is up to you. Mm. And, you know, meaning God has given us this gift. We couldn't see it at that moment. We loved our son. It wasn't our that our son wasn't a gift, but this disability special needs journey, we did not think was so much of a gift. You uh-huh. know, that is not the life we wanted or chose or what we thought, but God was saying, no, this is a blessing for you. Uh-huh. And what you do with it is up to you. And I will tell you now, you know, 26 years down the path, even with all that we've been through, um, I can say yes, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God has given us a beautiful blessing. And I can't even imagine how different my life would have looked had I not been John Alex's mom. I just, I can't even imagine the person I would have been, not in a good way. I mean, like who I am today is such a better version of myself than who I was before John Alex. And um, I'm sure you could say the same thing. Like the, 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 the ways that our children, and I will say this, the ways we allowed our children to change us, allow God to change us. Um, I I wouldn't go back for anything. You know, one of the things that you said that I love and that I think is so important, God said, what you do with it is up to you. I think sometimes that we forget that we have a choice in this Mm -hmm. about how we, um, the perspective that we have. You know, one of the things that the Lord told me um, a while ago was, that there are people, and I was one of those people early on, he said, you have a disabled life mindset. Mm -hmm. Having a child with disabilities has, does not have to disable your life. Mm -hmm. It's a choice that you make to kind of see it from my perspective, Um, to see the joy in it, to see the reasons for gratitude, to see all the ways that it is a blessing, yeah. but as you and I know, it is a choice. It is, and the way that we live this life can turn on that mm-hmm. on the choices that we make. Totally. Um, the beautiful thing about God, though, Becky, is that every day we can wake up and we have the opportunity to make a different choice. God, mm-hmm. I've looked at it in the wrong way yeah. up until now. Help me to choose to see things from your perspective, mm-hmm. um, and and things can change for us. Once we make that decision. Yeah. And you know, one more thing I would say too is that um, sometimes adopting the perspective that something has happened to us that we don't like can make us feel powerless. Mm-hmm. But to understand that we have a choice in it to take, to adopt that perspective, there's freedom in that, right? And there's yeah. power in that. Um, And so it's so important. If you ever find yourself near Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check out CG's Boutique. CG can clothe you for nearly any occasion, and she carries a tween girls line and women's sizes small to 3X. Fun fact, CG's dresses the ladies on set for By the Brook every year. You can find CG's on Instagram and Facebook at CG's Boutique. Thank you, CG's, for sponsoring this week's show. So important. So, so true. And, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, um, what I watch, what I listen to, what what I scroll through, 
that so impacts my thoughts. It yeah. so impacts what I think, how I feel about different things. So what is that like for you? Have you found that for you? Like I have really strict, I'm going to call it guardrails for me, that things that I will not watch, I will not listen to because they're, I just know that's, I don't need to be going there because it's going to just be not best for my mind. And mm-hmm. I know that I need to, it's it's not going to help me in, in any way. So what about for you? And so, yes, there are things that I don't watch, but I think I'm more intentional about the things that I do watch, yes. the things that I do let in. Yes. And so there are certain programming programs that I watch because I know that it helps to feed my mindset, mm-hmm. certain books that I'll read because I know mm-hmm. that the authors are really good for my mind. Um, worship music, because I yeah. know that it's good yes. for my mind. Um, there have been people, though, like on social media and stuff, I told you that it was hard for me to have to leave my career. And I was following some people mm-hmm. that I used to work with, and I kind of see their feeds and really feel some kind of way about it. Yeah. And so... <laughs> what, what kind of way, Sandy? What kind of way did you feel about that? <laughs> Just, you know, you know what it was doing for me, Becky? It was starting to stoke feelings of shame. And I know yeah. God never oh, intended that. Yeah. He never mm. intended that. I wanted to, I was feeling embarrassed about the fact that my life hadn't moved forward mm. in lockstep with theirs. And so I had to stop following some people. Mm. Not mm. that I didn't feel happy for them, but that feeling It was for to me, guard your heart. Yeah. Yes. You had to guard um, yourself. Uh, another thing too is, um, and I know that you've had this experience too, when you go into doctor's offices or therapies or whatever, I'm very intentional about what I choose to believe that they might tell me. Because mm. I used to hear, he will never be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't expect that he can do that. Um, oh my gosh, this must be so hard for you. I don't know how <laughs> you can do this. I and don't I, either. Okay. But I had to get to the point where <laughs> people would say things and I, and I would be thinking to myself, nope, I don't believe that. Nope, mm. I'm not believing that. Just to kind of train my mind, yeah. no, we're not receiving that. Mm. Um, yeah, as another way to guard my heart. That is so good. That is so good. Yeah. Nope. Not going to believe that one. Yeah. You know, I had, I had, I've shared this story before, but I was in the grocery store with John Alex and I'm pushing his wheelchair, pulling the grocery cart behind me. And and Mm -hmm. those moms who have done this before, you know how hard that is on your heels because I can't tell you how many times you'll run the grocery cart up on your feet. Oh my goodness. But we're doing that. We're, you know, we're, we're in the frozen food section. And this lady comes up to me and she's just kind of looking at me really pitifully, you know, like, oh, bless your heart, you know. And she said, I just don't know how you do that. That must be so hard. And, you know, I thought in that moment, I'm like, how am I going to respond to this? Because first of all, it's really not that hard. We're fine. But number two, John Alex can hear me. Right, right. How, how do I want to respond in front of John Alex? And so, you know, I just looked at her and I said, you know what? I said, we've got our system figured out. I said, he is the best shopper in the world. We we are so good. And she looked at me like I was, you know, I was out of my mind because she couldn't imagine that I could look at my life positively. Mm-hmm. But not only did I want to show her that, but I wanted to speak that over my son, mm-hmm. you know. That's so important. That's something that I tell so many of um, the parents that I coach. Speak life over your kids. Mm-hmm. 
because they're because they're listening, because their spirits can pick it up. Because mm-hmm. we don't know when they're not in our care, we have no idea what people mm-hmm. are saying to them or about them, what they've overheard. Um, you know, one of the things that Miles does that I love is, and so we have. He's grown up listening to the word. It's constantly going in his ear. We've got podcasts on his iPad because he's, he's just listening to the word. And so um, every once in a while, somebody will say something that's just kind of out of order. And what comes out of his mouth, and this is an old sermon that he's listened to over and over again. But what did God say? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but what did God say? And you know what, too, Becky, to your point about not wanting John Alex, to hear the wrong things. There have been times when I've been in conversations with other people like medical professionals or therapists, and they're saying things that are really kind of offensive. Mm -hmm. And I can look at Miles's face and I know Mm -hmm. how he's feeling about it. Um, And he's gotten to the point where he will like stare me down like this Mm -hmm. right here, this conversation is not okay. Um, and that will sometimes cue me to say, um, you don't get to say that in front of him. Mm. You know, um, when he was in the hospital, um, the doctors used to tell us all kinds of things that would never happen, this and that and the other thing. We got to the point where we, we would stand outside of his room to get those reports because Mm -hmm. we didn't want him uh, to hear that. So that is mm. so, so important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we want their minds to be renewed mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. We want them. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I don't always get it right. I mean, I, I, I caught myself the other day saying something and I'm like, wait a minute, he's right here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's just one of those things of being mindful of, mm-hmm. of um, even though our, you know, John Alex, is nonverbal. He's not going to be able to tell me, but boy, he, but his spirit, he, his knows. spirit, yes, mm-hmm. he do, he knows, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that that is um, so important for us to remember uh, about our amazing kiddos. And you know, Sandy, what I love is that you know, in God's Word, He speaks to all these things, all these things that 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 we're going to be talking about in this flip side study. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that that speak into this, and so we're going to take a few minutes and just kind of unpack okay. some verses. Um, so we're going to look first at Second Corinthians ten five, and this is the one that talks about. Um, taking our thoughts captive to make them obedient to Christ. And so what does that mean to you? You know, like it's, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does that, what does that look like to you? You know, the first thing I hear in that is intentionality, mm-hmm. right? That we can't, God, to me, God is saying in this, you can't just let thoughts just um, uh, take any thought that comes along and kind of let it do what it wants mm-hmm. to do inside your mind, that you right. have to be mindful of the thoughts that you're letting in. Um, know which ones don't line up with what the word says. Um, and then you stop it. You take mm-hmm. it and say, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna take that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, what the word says is that I'm fill in the mm-hmm. blank. And so I think what it also requires, it says, take every thought, make it obedient to Christ, Christ, which is the word. We have to know what the word says. Mm-hmm. And so it also tells me that it's, I have a responsibility mm-hmm. 
to know what the word says and to be growing in my knowledge of what the word says so that I can recognize when a thought that comes mm-hmm. to me is um, sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned um, before too that the enemy is always trying to shoot thoughts at us. Yeah. And in this special needs life, I just feel like he has so many opportunities um, to inject thoughts that do not line up with what God's word mm-hmm. says and mm-hmm. to recognize that those thoughts really do have an agenda. They are trying to get us mm-hmm. to think in ways that are out of sync with God. And so um, I'll say too, though, sometimes this can be tiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. To be constantly monitoring mm-hmm. the thoughts that are coming in. It gets easier. Yeah with experience, but it's never something that you can go to sleep on. You just can't, you can't let up on it. You have to be mindful mm-hmm. about it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think one of the verses that we talked about it a minute ago, but it's, you know, like out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And so for me with this verse, like I think about, you know, that thought comes in my mind and I have a choice right there of going, okay, does this line up with truth or not? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I need to kick it out and I need mm-hmm. to line it up with God's truth because what happens if I let it ruminate and I let it stay there, then it's going to go down into my heart. Mm-hmm. Whether it's truth or not, it's going to go down there. And then what's going to happen out of the overflow mm-hmm. of my heart is what's going to come out of my mouth. And mm-hmm. so, you mm-hmm. know, we can start, like you said, you've got to know the word. You've got to know the word to line up with what is truth. Um, but then when that thought comes in, I remember a friend, she talked about, it was like taking, she almost saw it as like, okay, a thought comes in, you put a basket over it and you, you look at it. So it can't get away. You've got it right there. You're taking it captive. And then, okay, wait a minute. This is true. And actually the next verse we're going to look at is kind of what we run it through. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you run it through this filter. So let's, let's look at that because that's going to tie in with this, but Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so if we're running the thing that we've captured through that filter, then we're going to know whether to hold on to it or not. Uh What do you think, Sandy? Absolutely. And again, intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something we have to do. You mm-hmm. know, something that came to mind when you said that there are certain times when I have found myself kind of in a negative thought space about a particular mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, God, I'm trying to think of something admirable and praiseworthy about this thing, and nothing is coming to mind for me. Mm-hmm. I will intentionally change to something completely unrelated mm-hmm. to that huh. that is praiseworthy. And so I might start with gratitude. I might be like, Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, Lord, I'm having a hard time with this thought, but I'm thank you, Lord, that you've given me this. And I thank you, God, that you've done that mm-hmm. just so that I can change the direction of my mm-hmm. thought so I can get a hold on it. Because sometimes things come up and they, they seem to yeah. swirl. And I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I got to get my mind off this. Or I remember the words to a song, I don't know, that I've been listening to, and I'll start singing the lyrics mm-hmm. to the song just so I can shut the thought down. Um, I read somewhere that you can't think a different thought than the words that are coming out of your mouth. And so I try to stop the thought by speaking something um, that's praiseworthy and noble. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that helps me. 
Um, you know, one more thing I wanted to mention too, you said something about thoughts kind of getting into our heart and then out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth, um, yeah, our mouth speak. There have been times, Becky, when I haven't recognized the thoughts that were in my heart until they came out of my mouth. And so, mm, ouch. Yes. Yeah. And, and when yeah. they do, mm. the Lord stops me and says, and literally, you need to change the way you think about that. That thing right there, you need to get a handle on that. Because he knew mm-hmm. it was in there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. He's with us in it. You know, so I, I love, love that what he you does said. That. Yeah. He d- and he'll, he'll gently go, uh, uh-huh. let's that right there. that. Did you hear that? that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what you just said? But I love that thought because I hadn't really processed through that about like, okay, you've got this, something that's ruminating in your mind going over and over and over again. You're not seeing anything praiseworthy, admirable, lovely in that. So you just totally shift to something else. Yes. That you can see those things. And so I think that that's that thought stopping, uh-huh. you know, that's what my therapist would say. We're going to do some thought stopping. And uh-huh. what is true? Like uh-huh. what is true in this situation? You know, even even when, you know, I know so many times I would, um, especially when Jay was younger, like, you know, he'd be up multiple times in the night and I'd be walking across, you know, the house and I'd be like, do everything without grumbling and complaining. Do everything without grumbling and complaining. You know, as I'm stumbling yes. across the house, you yes. know, and trying to to not because it did. It made a difference in how I was going to respond to him, how I was going to feel about the situation. I still was exhausted. I still was up, but I wasn't. Also, my mind down, you know, into the pit mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I was. Um, I had to take Miles this morning for some blood work. And I was so exhausted. I didn't sleep well last night, so I was so tired. And I know that the we take him to the hospital. I know that whenever we go there to the lab, they're always backed up. I don't care how early I get there. It's just always a wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman who registered us said, I said, oh, what a beautiful day it is today. And she said, well, I hope it stays beautiful. I hope the people who walk in here are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, on that note, would you help me pray for me to be beautiful when mm-hmm. I walk into this lab, because I'm tired, and so I know I'm prone already mm-hmm. to thinking some negative thoughts, yeah. will you pray for me before I get there that I don't let some things come out of my mouth as a result of that? <laughs> right? Because we know sometimes, yeah. I know that when I'm as tired as I was this morning, I was like, I have no patience for anything. Mm-hmm. I just... Um, and so I was like, mm-hmm. and she says, yes, I'm praying for you now. Oh, I was going to so, ask, how did she respond when you said that? <laughs> she did. She prayed for me. You know, I've seen, because we go there so much, we gotcha. can see each other a lot. Yeah. And I got there and it was all the things I expected that it would be. And so, mm-hmm. Becky, because I could not think of anything to say that was right and pure and lovely, <laughs> liter- because I was just so tired. I just kept my mouth shut. Yeah. And sometimes that's what's necessary. That's, and I was like, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> just yeah. Keep my mouth shut. Well, and I mean, that's wisdom right there. It's just going, <laughs> I'm just not going to say anything. Set a guard over my mouth, oh yes. Lord. You yes. know, so that I just don't say anything I don't need to say. I think that is wisdom. <laughs> I think that is such wisdom. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's look at one more, one more verse because I think this one is... Uh, how we actually go about doing this. But mm-hmm. It's Romans 12, 2, and it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind 
then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So when we think about the pattern of this world, like when I look at the world right now and I look at what we see, um, the things that people say, and the things that people are putting out there, the overflow of people's heart right now. Mm, it's frightening. What is, what is the pattern of the world that you're seeing right now? You know, I think, you know how you said earlier about putting a guard over your mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has guards over their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, right. Um, um, that people kind of express their truth, um, kind of what's on their heart with no filter, with mm-hmm. no thought for how it affects other people. Um, and it's, it's I've, I feel like the world has gotten hurtful. I feel like the world has gotten mean, so dishonoring of other human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my experience is the only thing that it's not okay to speak freely about in the culture is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um Everything else, say what you think, say what you feel. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the definition of freedom um, yeah. as opposed to recognizing that when you can exercise a measure of self-control over those things, that mm-hmm. that actually is freedom. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't want to conform to that. We, that's not uh-huh. what we want. We, uh-huh. this, this verse says we can be transformed, you know, by renewing our mind. So how do we do that, Sandy? How do we go about renewing our mind? Uh, you know, I think all the things that we've talked about up till now, thinking about the things that we're mm-hmm. thinking about and choosing what's pure and lovely and admirable, um, taking captive our thoughts and making them obey Christ, obey the word, um, making sure that we take opportunities to fill our minds with the word so that God can use his word to transform our thinking. There's another Mm -hmm. scripture that says that the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, that -hmm. it can divide, you know, bone and marrow. marrow, Um, And so the word has the power to change the way we think, that God uses it, I think, as a tool Mm -hmm. to help us to learn how to think like him. Um, And then the other things we're talking about, a mindset towards gratitude that changes Mm, our minds in ways that yeah. science is finally catching up and realizing what a powerful tool it is mm. for, for mindset and, and things. And so we do the things, we do the things that we know to do, the things that he's told us mm-hmm. to do right here. And yeah. we do them and trust that our minds will be transformed as a result of it. That is a process. It, it is a process. Yeah, it yeah. is a process. And it's a choice, like we talked it's about a, earlier. Yes. It's a, it's a choice. Uh-huh. Um, but, but doesn't it get easier? You know, yes. the more we've been doing this over the years, yes. It, the, the default changes from the negative, the pessimistic, the worst case scenario to faith and trust and hope. You're, you know, not, that doesn't mean that I don't sometimes slip back into that, but when I do, I know how to shift it much more quickly. Uh-huh. Um, And so, Sandy, in this series, what we're going to be doing is every week we are going to have a flip side practice. So, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of the ways that we can take some of the things we talked about in this podcast and then our listeners can try it out in their own, practice it in Mm -hmm. their own life, 
you know, throughout the week. And so for this week, this is the practice. We're going to start paying attention to what we focus our thoughts on, like really be aware of what we're thinking about. I think sometimes we just start thinking things and it just, we don't even realize where our thoughts are going, but we're going to really pay attention and pay attention to whether our thoughts are more positive or more negative. Are our thoughts filled with all of the what ifs or worst case scenarios are, or are they faith-filled and trusting God to care for our every need? And we're going to pay attention to what we watch and listen to to see if it affects our thought life in a positive or negative way. Because like you said, you're intentional about what you don't watch, but you're also intentional about what you do watch and listen and what you allow in. So, you know, pay attention this week to, you know, if you watch something, go, you know, how is how is this impacting how I feel? How is this impacting my thoughts? And then if you recognize that something is impacting you negatively, then be willing to take a break from that and just see if you notice a difference and then okay. ask God to help you to be able to see things with his perspective when you do that. And so that's going to be our practice for this week. Sure. Every week there'll be a different thing, but we're going to really like really focus in on what we're thinking, what we're allowing in and how that's impacting us and then be willing to go, okay, if this is impacting me negatively, I'm going to be willing to take a break. Mm-hmm. So I love will you that. join me in this practice? Yes. Okay. I love it. You know what? I love it. What I, one of the things I love about it is that it's empowering. You know, it helps us to know that I have the power to change mm-hmm. this versus yeah. letting my thoughts kind of, kind of run me ragged. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the power to change the, the way to I flip think it. Yes, to flip it. To flip it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, Sandy, I can't thank you enough for being here. It's always a joy just sitting and having conversations with you. And I'm just so grateful for you and your friendship. And and I'll just say, if you're looking for a community group, Sandy, you lead a community group on Thursday afternoons at what time? One o'clock Eastern time. Eastern. One o'clock Eastern. And Mm -hmm. you can find out more information on the Rising Above website. You would love getting to hang out with Sandy. She is a very wise woman. and Experience. uh, Experience. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We experienced with our, yeah, we've been been through it. But- Uh Well, next week, we're going to continue on our conversation about Flipside. And I have my friends, Sandra Peoples and Melanie Gomez are going to be joining me. And we're going to continue the conversation about learning to see the flip, the flip side with the focus on how we use gratitude and a mm-hmm. thankful heart mm-hmm. to see the flip side. So mm-hmm. be sure to join us back next week as we continue this conversation again. Sandy, thank you so much. I love you dearly. Thank you for having me. Love you back. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.